Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope that this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Bless the Lord. The Lord is good. Oh, come on, Zion. The Lord is good. Yes, he is. Yes, he is good all the time. Um, I, I have something that is on my heart, and it's been burning with me the last couple of weeks, about three or four weeks. Um, and uh, I, I know it's going to encourage you. It's, 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 it's short. I, I, I try to be short and, and to the point. Um, but the title is, I'm at the same place again, but I'm different. Um, now, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says that in, 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 for everything, there's a season. There's a time for this, there's a time for that, there's summer, winter, spring. And it seems that even in life, life seems to go in this continuous cycle. Like, like you look at fashion, there, there, there are people now wearing clothes that in the 60s were hip and now we think we're so modern. But everything seems to, seems to go in this cycle. And have you ever wondered how at times it's like, Lord, I thought you gave me victory over this. But I'm back here again. How can that be, Lord? What's going on? I, I, I thought the victory that, that was won is complete, and Lord, here I am again. And it was, I think it was a couple of weeks back on a Thursday as, I was, as we were coming up, um, to, uh, coming up to prayer, and I just thought about John Patrick, and I thought about Tony again. And I remember there was a sign in my heart that says, oh, Lord, I'll be here again. Because now Tony was in the Marymount, almost in the exact same room that John Patrick was in. And, and again, I'm saying, Lord, is are we, there? Are we here again? Is it more heartache? And the Holy Spirit, like, like, like a shot, just came across and says, you're in the same place, but you are different. You are different. And I believe that this is going to be a word that is going to encourage every single one of us. It's going to build us in our faith to understand that God is working something in us. The fact that we are back there again doesn't mean it's, it's all over. It doesn't mean we're at the beginning again. I want you to know that God has made a phenomenal adjustment, a phenomenal step, a phenomenal change in your situation, in my situation. And most importantly, in us. Because all the time, God is building hope. All the time, God is building this trust. He's building faith. He's taking things off us that shouldn't be there. He's weaning us from expectations that are, that are not righteous. You see, because when we are small, when we are young, we expect things immediately. Like the baby cries, the baby must be fed, the baby must be changed, the baby must be dead. But when, when that baby is 30 years old and it cries, it's not going to be fed, it's not going to be watered, it's not going to be changed. Because it might be in the same situation, but it has changed. And again, again I'm, I'm, I'm harping on this because it's so important that we understand this. We're in the same situation, but I am changed. You are changed. God has worked something in you. And uh, uh, I have a line there that says, sometimes it's like we are at another battle, another challenge, another spiritual confrontation. It's different, but it feels like it's the same. Um, it says, yeah, I, I like this line. I believe that God wants to encourage us and lift us as we continue with the simple reality. Yes, it appears that we are there. However, God has been working something in us. Let's just pray. Lord God, we trust you. Oh God, we rely on you, Lord. We know your faithfulness. We know your ability. 
we know, God, that you are before us. We know your word is always anointed. I pray, God, that even as we receive it now, I pray that hearts will be liberated, minds will be set free, both here, online. Oh, God, I pray even for myself, even as I speak, speak through me, oh, God. Speak, through, speak oh, God, even ideas that I hadn't even thought of. Magnify yourself, oh, God, I pray, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen and amen. In Numbers chapter 13, in Numbers chapter 13, the Lord gives Moses a directive. Um, you can turn with me in your Bibles if, or in your mobile phones or tablets, whatever. It says in Numbers 13, 17, uh, and it says, Moses, Mo- Moses gave the men these instructions as he sent them out to explore the land. Go north through the ne- Negev into the hill country. See what the land is like. Find out whether the people living there are strong or weak, few or many. See what kind of land they live in. Is it good or bad? Do their towns have walls or are they protected like open camps? Uh, is the soil fertile? Are the people weak? Are the people strong? Uh, are, are there many trees? Do your best to bring back samples of the crops you see. <laughs> Next thing, the 12th and, and uh, it, the, the, the part I left out there uh, is that the scripture goes on to name all of the spies. It names them, every single one of them, they, they were all leaders. They were all people of influence in their, in, in, in their, in their tribes. And so the, the 12 that they sent out are, 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 are reputable people, people of, 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 of some quality. And he sends them out, he sends them out with a simple directive, go and spy it out. And, and you know, sometimes this reminds, it, it, it reminds even of us at times, where God has called us into something. And we're just going to see, is it true what God said? Now, it's interesting that you understand, I'm, I'm going to bring a distinction between the first batch of spies and the second batch. The first batch we're going to see, is it true what God said? Did God really say? Does that sound like someone? Did, they, they, they were just going to see, is, is it, I, I know God said it's flowing with milk and honey, just go there and prove it. And sometimes we like that. Sometimes we're in a situation and we throw a scripture at it and we throw all of our faith behind it and we're believing because of this it's going to happen. And then what happens? We find when we get there, as time goes on, it doesn't happen the way we wanted it to happen. The healing I wanted didn't come. I'm still battered. I'm still battling in the area of my mind. But I thought I threw a scripture at it. I thought this, I thought that. And so the, the, the report that these guys bring back is they bring back a report that said, yes, it's true. The land is flowing with milk and honey. Yes, it's beautiful. But there's giants there. But the people are strong. But they live in fortified cities. And sometimes when we're looking just for the supernatural, we will find it, but we'll also find supernatural problems. Now, when we get on to the next batch of spies, you'll begin to see, it, it, it's going to make some sense, because I'm looking out at yours wonderful faces, and I'm just seeing <laughs> blank stares, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> so what, 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 what I'm building up here is that the first batch went out seeking things that were physical, seeking proof that God was actually there, in spite of the fact that he had said it. Now God says to you and God says to me, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you until the very end. And yet still at times we might find ourselves saying, God, if you're with me, show me. If you're with me, prove it to me. And guess what happens? He doesn't show us. He doesn't prove it to us. Because what he's saying is, I'm not about demonstration. It's not about the flashy. It's not about the signs. It's not about the wonders. It's about understanding that I'm with you. Because when you understand in your heart that I'm with you, you will never be shaken. 
you will never be defeated. When I understand that I belong to Jesus, the enemy can't bark and tell me that he owns me. He can't tell me that he has a hook in my life. He can't tell me that thing that, that, that caught you before I'll catch you again with. Because I know I belong to Jesus and I know that he is mine. And this is what God is trying to establish in us. So, these people came back. These spies come back. These reputable men, these leaders, these, 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 these fantastic individuals come back. And they, and, and, and they cause the people to disbelieve. And so they go into the wilderness for 40 years. Wonderful thought. In those 40 years, what happens? They experience death. They experience trauma. They experience attack. They experience burials for the first time. They experience all of these terrible things. But also, they experience day-to-day provision from God. Every morning they get up, there's manna on the ground. Every evening, there's warmth. Every, every, every weekend, there's a double portion. Every time they need something, it's there. Whenever they move, there's, there's a pillar of fire that guides them. There's a cloud that protects them. There's, there's, there's a cloud that protects them. So God is beginning to remove one element from them, and he's beginning to establish another element in them. So it's in the wilderness that they learn of the faithfulness of God. And God's faithfulness has been proved in the manner. It's been proved in the small things. So... So we must say, Andy, what is the practical application of this? God's faithfulness to me, let's say, for instance, I'm injured and I'm not able to work, as, as was the case with another brother the other week. He was so terrified before. He said, oh, Andy, my leg is, is, is injured. I won't be able to, to, to work. I don't know how we're going to make the finances. We prayed and trusted God. Two, two months went by. He hadn't been working. But still his rent was paid. Still he was able to feed himself. Still this happened and still that happened. So God was establishing in him an understanding that it's not about your strength. It's not about your power. It's about my faithfulness. And so it's in the wilderness that God was teaching the children of Israel of his goodness. At the same time weaning them off of the unbelief. So now this next generation that comes again. Now, the next, set, the next set of spies come in to Joshua. This group of spies are people now who know about death. But these are a group of people who don't know about Egypt. These are people who've been brought up on manna. They've not, they're not thinking about fish and garlic and all of those things as the predecessors were. This group of people know the faithfulness of God. Why? Because God has been there with them. Because, because they know that when they were five years old, they had these shoes. And now, now they're 35 years old and those shoes still fit them. Why? Because of the faithfulness of God. Why? Because this group of people, the second batch, begin to see God in every single thing. They're at the same place, but they're different. And I want you to know, and, 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 and I'm going to ask you honestly to begin to look in your life. And begin to look at His provision. The provision of God is generally going to be that thing that you just overlook. It's that thing that we generally just take for granted. It's that thing, oh, when I get up in the morning, there's going to be manna. When I get up in the morning, there's going to be peace in my home. When I get up in the morning, there's going to be peace in my heart, peace in my mind. These are things that we take for granted, which those outside of Christ do not have. And this is the faithfulness of God that he's establishing in us. So I love, I love this part, and, and, and as I began to look at it, I was just so, I was just so uh, uh, raptured. In Joshua chapter 2, it says, And then Joshua secretly sent out two spies. The first time they went in, it was a big pomp and ceremony. We're sending out 12 spies. This time, in secret, he sent out two. I tried to look and find out what the two spies' names 
some people say it's this, some people say it's that, some people say it's that. No one knows their names. And this is what God is establishing in us. He's establishing, he's establishing in you and in me that the victory belongs to him. It's not about Andy Finn. It's not about Jack or John or Jim or James or whoever. It's not about what we bring. It's not about who's acting on our behalf. It's not about our representative. It's about Jesus and him alone. So these two go out. And this time, the instruction is different. He's not telling them to go and see if everything is as God said it is. He says, just go and see that they are ready to be taken. Subtle difference, but massive. The first batch we're going to see, did God really say? The second batch you're going to see if the time is now, if the time is right. And I'm telling you, you, you might be in your situation now where you're, facing, where, where you're facing the same giant again. This time, look at him and see. Is, is it time for him to fall yet? God has given him into our hands. Is it time for him to fall yet? Is it time for him to heal us now? If not now, it'll be tomorrow. If not tomorrow, it'll be the next day. But it's no longer that we are setting artificial deadlines for the King of Kings. No longer we're setting artificial barriers for the Lord of Lords. So these, these two men come in. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. So they come in. And where, where, where do they find refuge? In the house of a prostitute. Sometimes God is going to meet us in the low places. In the places we would never even as Christians expect to be, but there he will meet us. Maybe, maybe sometimes you found yourself, you're, you're, you're so broken and, and, and even an unbeliever will come up to you and say something like, hey, trust God. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> how can this person tell me that? Because sometimes the Lord will meet us even at the, at the lowest place. These two men come into the house of a prostitute and when they get there, It's there that she begins to minister to them. And all of a sudden, these people who were hidden, these people who were left in secret, now, because of Christ in them, they are known. Just like you. You you, you might think your head is bowed. No one knows me at work. I've messed up so badly. You know, know, I'm I'm, I'm such a terrible uh, uh, example for the Lord. Yet they know you. You can't hide. I can't hide. Because the light of Christ is in you. The name of Christ is upon you. Wherever you go, the fragrance of God is upon you. So the Bible says, although they snuck in secretly, the word came out that there were two Israelites spies there. And now these guys are at the mercy of the Lord again. And uh, Joshua chapter 2 verse 8, this is, it. this is the best part now. The Bible says, before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up on the roof to talk with them. Listen to what she says now. Now, I, I just have to pause for one second there and just take us back to where Joshua has been called by Moses. And he said, and, and, sorry, Joshua has been called to replace Moses by God. And God says to him, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. No man shall be able to withstand you because I will be with you. Every place on which your foot shall tread, I have given it to you. Remember that? Right, this is, this, is, this, is the, this, is, this is the promise given to Joshua. Now listen to what the prostitute Rahab tells the spies. Who is she talking to here? She says in verse 9, she says, I know the Lord has given you this land. I want you to just consider that for a second. 
As much as she is speaking to the spies, she's speaking of Joshua. I know the Lord has given you this land. And as much as the enemy, as much as, as circumstances will look at you and they will, they'll see you, but they'll say, I know that God has given your Jesus victory over me. That's what the enemy says when he sees you. He says, I see the mark of Jesus on you and I know that God has given him victory. In your circumstance, whether it be sickness, whether it be disease, whether it be this, whether it be that, I want you to know that God has given Jesus victory over it. And as a consequence of him giving Jesus victory, we are recipients of that self-same victory. Because the next line that she goes on to say, and she says, I know the Lord has given you this land, she told them, we are afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror, for we have heard how the Lord made a dry part for you through the Red Sea, and when you left Egypt, and we know what you did to Sihon and Og and the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan, whose people you completely destroyed, no wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has courage to fight after hearing these things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. Consider this now for a second. Every knee bows before Jesus. Every tongue confesses that he is Lord. Of things on the earth, of things beneath the earth, of things above the earth, everything is subject to him. So everything yields to his authority. And we are his children. We are his sons. We walk with him upon us in his name. So the exact same way that Rahab is speaking to them, it says, our hearts were filled with fear when we heard about you. When we heard what your God did, the enemy's heart is filled with fear when he hears what your God has done. And every situation you go into, you must know that this is the God who goes before you. Now, it's interesting to think this. I, I, love, uh, I, I love the imagery because on this side, if we picture what's happening in the wilderness from the Israelites' perspective, from their own view, the Israelites are looking at it like this. Oh no, we've had another funeral today. Someone else has died today. Oh no, um, we haven't had water today. Oh no, we haven't had this. That's their blinkered view. But to everyone else, everyone else can see God moving in power. Everyone else can see God doing great things. You might think in your situation, you are constantly under attack. But everyone sees the victory that Christ has given you. Everyone is amazed. Everyone is amazed. How, how are they still standing? It's the goodness of the Lord. How are they able to endure? It's the goodness of the Lord. It's the mercy of the Lord. And, 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 and the amazing thing is this. There is, there is a sweetness and there's a joy that comes out of your circumstance, that comes out of my circumstance, that fills others with courage, that fills others with hope. Like, like, like we think of our brother Tony, if, 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 even in those 13 months, still full of the life of God, still believing, still trusting, encouraging every single one of our hearts. I, I think of my brother Gavin, when I see him at the door coming in, it's like I, I jump every time. Every time I see him, I hug him in the past. When he was here all the time, it was no big deal. But now we see the goodness of God in him. I look, I look at Geraldine, the same thing. I look at you. I know God is doing a wonderful thing, bringing us through because of his victory, because of his name. And so, yes, you're the one who's laying on the bed who feels it, but everyone else who sees only sees the goodness of God. So all they boast about is the God who's keeping you. All they boast about is the great things that he's doing. All they boast about is this great Jesus that we have, this great conqueror. 
Yes, we're in the same place, but you are different. Yes, we might be there again, but you are different. There's something else that's coming out of you. There's a sweetness, there's an aroma, there's a power, there's a might that's coming out of you. Yes, you might be like the spies, nameless. Oh Lord, it's only me, no one even, you're nameless, but the victory of Christ is upon you. The enemy knows you. He, the, the enemy does, it's, it's, oh, not her again. Uh, oh, no, not him again. Oh, Christ is in him. Because we, we, remember, we remember when the man from Gadara came to Jesus, uh, when the, the, the moment the demons saw him, what, what did they do? They bowed down. They said, Jesus, what have we got to do with you? Have you come to torment us? And when we walk into places, carrying that aroma, carrying that presence of God, carrying that anointing, carrying that life, all of a sudden the Bible says that when light comes, darkness flees. Have you noticed how the moment you come into rooms, all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, it's almost like we're sucking the, en- the, the energy out of a room, maybe in your workplace or whatever. All of a sudden, everyone feels uncomfortable around us. It's not because of us. It's not because of me. It's not because of your personality. It's because of the Christ who's in you. It's the aroma of Christ that's coming. You might be in the same place, but you're different. In, uh, in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41, there's a, there's, there's a lovely account of where Elijah says to King Ahab, he says, Ahab, go eat and drink, for I hear the sound of a mighty, a mighty rainstorm coming. And Elijah goes and pray. And I always, I always looked at this the wrong way. Uh, I always thought that he was praying for the rain to come. The Bible says he prayed, he sent his servant out, prayed, sent his servant out. The servant, servant went out seven times. And the seventh time he comes back and he says, I see the cloud the size of a man's fist. And so for me, there was always, oh, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. That fist is going to come. Um, but Elijah was looking for a sign when to start running. Because he knew the rain was coming. Because before he even started praying, he told the king, start moving. The rain is coming. So all he's saying is, I know the rain is coming. Tell me. Tell me. As soon as you see that cloud, I know we've got to start moving. And it's time we begin to start praying, not just looking for the supernatural. Expecting that. It's, it's, it's uh, expecting when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? But just know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And God, and, and all you're looking for is just the time. Lord, do I move now? Do I move now? Do I move? And so immediately he sees the cloud the size of a man's fist. He knows it's time to move because God has answered already. You see, even the prayer that, that you have in your heart, it's the Lord who placed it there. Because he wants to answer and he wants to fulfill his will and his way. But Andy, you don't understand. You, you, of course I don't. The Lord does. He knows what he's doing in your life. He knows what he's doing in your situation. He knows what he's doing in your circumstance. You're in the same place, but you are different. I want you to know that now. You're not the same weak person that you went in as. He's strengthening you. He's adding to you. You're not the one now who's totally dependent on that one-shot knockout. You're one who can last 10 rounds. You're one who can last 15 rounds. I know the God, the God who can provide the knockout can keep me all the way through as well because of his faithfulness. And in the process, in the process, you find there are things, oh, oh man, I, I don't think the way I used to think in the beginning. I don't have the degree of faith that I had in the beginning. Yes, that's the way he designed it. So that now you're simply going to trust him. 
So we take the, we, we take the second batch, the second batch of, ch- of children of Israel who come, to, who come to that water's edge, our batch who are just trusting him totally, simply because he said it. Not because of science, not because of wonders, not because of this. And, and believe me, I, I believe in signs and wonders almost more than anyone. I trust God for the supernatural totally. But I know as well that his will and his way is what carries me through, his faithfulness. The fact that he promised he'll never leave me, that he'll never forsake me, he'll never forsake you, he'll be with you until the end. I often remind myself that the God who looked after me as a young boy is not going to fail me now. The God who looked after you as a young person brought you through everything to where you are. He's not going to fail you now. He can't and he won't. But the Bible says he cannot fail because that goes against his nature. And so again now, we, we, we come back, we come back to, uh, to I, I remember from John Patrick, when John Patrick passed away at the time, I was, uh, I was a bit younger. Uh, and, and for me at the time, him dying seemed like it was a defeat. But as he passed away, I remember getting a realization that he's passed from this life into glory. He's passed from, from death into life. And suddenly we begin to see a bigger truth that that which we know to be true, that, that, that eternal hope that we have, that one day we're going to see him face to face, it's a reality. It's not just a theory. How do you, how do you learn this? By going through something. So now, now when we are sitting with our brother Tony, I look at him, I look at his pictures, I look at this is a man who served the Lord. I looked at my mom, it was the same. This is someone who served the Lord all their lives. Now where they've been taken into, is it, is it a defeat that they die? No. Now they've been brought into the rest that God has for them. And this rest is in store for every single one of us. And so sometimes the human wants one thing, but God wants something else. And God has to bring us to these places. And for me, I know, went through a wilderness, and, and, and Tony's situation for me was like that second group of spies. Now I knew, Lord, you are in control totally. If you're going to heal him, you're going to heal him. You're going to take him, you're going to take him. And this was something that he said himself. And, and, and you know, yes, at the same place but I'm different. Now I understand the will of God more. Now I understand that God's way is perfect. Now I understand that everything he does is right. Everything he does is, is, is in accordance with his will. And now I begin to yield to him a bit more. Now I begin to understand his way a little bit more. Now if he says go this way, it, it's no longer why. It's yes. And this is where he wants to bring us to as individuals. Where we get into that place of knowing Lord, I trust you. 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 That's why the mother, that's why every mother in the beginning runs to that child to establish trust. But as that child grows older, that child has to begin to trust on their own. And I believe that God is bringing us even into that place of trust. He's establishing something in you and me through the good, through the bad. He's removed some things from us. He's added different things to us. But day by day, he has been with us. And day by day, he will be with us. And day by day, he's establishing this truth in your heart and in my heart that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for me. He has a plan for our families. And even the various things that we want, 
It's him who's placed that. It's him who's placed those desires in our hearts. I look at Sandeep thinking of his his, his mom and his and, and his sister in India. I know that the Lord has a plan for them. And even as we're praying, we trust God that by His faithfulness, He will touch them, and He will draw them to themselves. And there's many of us here who have family members that we trust in God for. And it seems the moment we make an inch forward, when we speak with them, it's like all of a sudden they blow up in our faces. It's like, oh Lord, not again. We're there again, but we're different. We know now that the Lord is on the case. We know now that he is faithful and he is just. We know that he will never leave us or forsake us. So in closing, it might seem like we are back at square one, but now we know that God has been working. Along the way, he's been removing things from us and he's been adding things to us. It's the daily manner that he's sustaining us with. And it's this daily manna that he's giving us, this daily bread. He's allowing us to build trust in his faithfulness. And as we enter in by faith, we know that God has gone before. We know that God has gone before us. You're going to go into another trial. You're going to go into something else. But know that God has gone before. He never leave you there just for you to, to flounder. He's gone before. As we go through hard times, the world and our enemy only sees the greatness of God. The first acknowledgement that will be made in your life is to Jesus. The same way the first thing Rahab said, and, and, and I know, just, just picture this. These two spies taking this word back to Joshua. And he said, what did they say? They said, they know that the Lord has given this land into your hands. What do you think happened to Joshua's heart? You think he was downbeat? His heart skipped. He said, I remember that. This is what the Lord told me. And now someone else, the enemy is telling me. And I want you to know that when Jesus sees you, he's, he's delighted. He's delighted because he knows wherever you go, the first thing that will be said of you will be to Jesus. They say, they look at Wilma, they say, mm, Wilma, tell Jesus that he's given you a victory. No matter what, no one will be able to withstand us. The first thing that they will have to acknowledge, because every knee will bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord. The first thing they will have to acknowledge is that it's Jesus who's given us the victory. Then they will have to step aside. And finally, I love this part. Finally, there was something that was a little bit different about them this time. Because even as Joshua crosses over ahead of everyone, the first person that he meets there is the captain of the host. He steps, he, he steps, <laughs> I see Geraldine's face. <laughs> Many believe that it was a pre-incarnate Jesus. He steps, into, he, 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 steps over, he steps over into the promised land. And as soon as he gets there, he's all excited. He's all ready to fight. And there he meets the angel of the Lord, waiting there already. The angel of the Lord waiting there already. And even as you step into your next battle, as you step into your next challenge, you're going to find the angel of the Lord waiting there already. Because he's gone before you. And then Joshua, Joshua so pumped up, Joshua so ready to go. He says, are you with us or are you with them? 
The angel says, no, Joshua, you've got to be with me. And I want you to know God is for you. God is with you. And he wants you to yield to him. As you go into your challenges, as you go into this, and there's going to be many. It could be accusations. It could be something from the past. It could be habits. It could be this. It could be that. Know that the Lord has gone before you. Know that you're not the same person. You're not the same weakling. You're not the same defeated individual. You're not the same hopeless one. You're not the same one who the enemy can just slap around and do whatever he will. You're different. Because God has changed you. God has given you a new name. The name is Son of God, Daughter of God. He's began to remove, he's began to prove his faithfulness to you. He sent his word before you. And the, and the story of your life, I believe, as, as will be the story of my life, is that Jesus has gone before him. Jesus has done great and wonderful things. And I pray that, uh, I pray that on the, when I'm about to pass over into the rest that the Lord has brought for me, that this will be the story of Andy's life. He served God, and Jesus carried him through. Jesus carried him through. Some will know my weaknesses, but I pray that the overwhelming theme of your life, of my life, is that the Lord has brought us through. The Lord has brought us through. The Lord has brought us through. And you, and you know, just, just one last thought. Joshua means Yeshua. Now the promise that every place on which his foot shall tread has been given to Joshua, I believe that promise was given to Jesus. That Jesus, every place in which your foot shall tread, no one will be able to resist you. And he did it. Because of what he did on Calvary. When he went to Calvary's cross, and he, he took captivity captive, he took every authority away from the enemy, and he opened every door to God's mercy and to God's grace for us. And now he says, walk therein. But remember, don't be worried if tomorrow you get there and it's the same problem again. It's not, oh, here we go again. No. It's we there again, but we are different. Amen? Amen. Has anyone been encouraged? Has anyone been built in the faith? The Lord is with you. The Lord is with me. We must know this. We have to. We have to know this. Lord God, we come to you now, Lord, and we thank you even for your word, Lord, even for speaking. Lord, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that this truth, O oh God, will sink into our hearts, O oh God, and forever, O oh God, anchor us to Christ, that you are with us, that you are for us, that no weapon that is formed against us will prosper, that, Lord, you are the great God. Lord, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you would lead us, you would guide us. Lord, for those who are in there, O oh Lord, who are in the wilderness situations and wilderness circumstances, O oh God, and Lord, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you would come now and bring your peace, bring your hope, O oh God. I pray, Lord, for your continued manner, Oh God, I pray, Lord, will you begin to highlight your goodness to us again. Open, up, open my eyes to your goodness, O oh God, to, to your grace, O oh God, to, to your tenderness, to your kindness that you are doing to me, O oh God, to, to the ones you're surrounding us with, the strength, our brethren you're surrounding us with, O oh God. Thank you even, O oh Lord, for an assembly, O oh God, like this, O oh God, of people who love you, O oh God, who serve you, of encouragers, O oh God. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that everyone, O oh God, will begin to experience this nature of yours. Lord, I pray for those, O oh God, who, who are at this moment, O oh God, trusting you for things, O oh God, that seem, O oh Lord, even too big, 
Well, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, will you break through? Will you bring a victory, oh God? Will you bring a great victory? That, Lord, we'll be able to boast and save in us. The psalmist says, the Lord is my shepherd. We shall not want. He leads us besides the waters. Lead us, lead us oh God, I pray. Hold our hands tight, oh God. Even though we walk through that valley of the shadow of death, that we will know you are with us. Because you are with us, we will fear no evil. And, Lord Jesus, I pray that, Lord, in my life, in our life, in Cork Church's life, let it continually be said that the victory has come through Jesus. Jesus, you've won a victory for them. And so now we step aside. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray as our people step forward, oh God, into what lay ahead of them. I pray you'll go before them as that mighty man of valor. Lead us into victory, King Jesus, I pray. Lead us into victory and we will yield and we will follow you in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen and amen and amen. God richly bless you, folks. Amen. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website. It's www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.